This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 157, You Are Not Broken. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech-language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I have a short episode for you today. Well, at least I hope it's going to be short. And I'll warn you, I don't have great structure. Like I don't have five specific ways or three reasons. It's just some of my thoughts that have been surfacing based on some of the interactions with some of my clients and participants in my advanced training. So it all started when one of my clients reached out to me, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, and shared that one of her kids was really having a tough time. And she was trying to regulate herself because she was feeling really, really overwhelmed and really stressed out. And she said she was trying to relax a little bit by regulating, asking herself if she's safe finding where in her body she wasn't feeling safe, and then practicing some of the techniques that we have talked about. But it was tough. And she was saying she wasn't even sure if it was working because she was having such a hard time doing it. And I responded that, yes, it is tough and nothing has gone wrong. And today I want to spend a little bit of time reminding everybody, reminding you that you are not broken. If you are having a hard time in general or a hard time getting regulated, if you're feeling a lot of stress or a lot of overwhelm or feeling really low, maybe you've even been learning about your nervous system and working with your nervous system and frustrated that you have all these tools and they don't seem to be working, I want to remind you, you are still not broken. I'm going to share with you a few things that I shared with my client. The first thing I reminded her is that the goal of your nervous system and the goal of understanding and befriending your nervous system is not just to be regulated and relaxed and calm all the time. Now, it is able to get to a place of regulation, but more importantly, it's being able to respond appropriately and flexibly according to what's going on. If your child is sick and if your child is far away, would you expect to be cool, calm, and collected? Well, not very likely, but you can do things to help yourself to cope, to respond, to get by, and then to be able to get back to your home base. So resilience is bending and not breaking. It's falling and getting back up. Resilience is not just staying strong completely all the way through. There's flexibility there. The second thing I reminded her is that getting into a more regulated state can help us be able to process the emotions in a healthy way, but we're not trying to get to regulation so that we don't have the emotions or that we avoid the harder quote unquote emotions. We try to regulate so we can be open to all the emotions so that we can feel the emotions. We can process the emotions in a healthy way. We will often have a lot of unpleasant emotions that we need to allow and process. 
So regulation doesn't mean we won't feel the feelings. Rather, we can feel them while being anchored in safety, but it still kind of feels crappy. We'll feel discomfort, and that's just part of being human. Part of learning how to befriend your nervous system is growing your capacity and being able to tolerate the ups and downs, to be flexible. It's being able to find ways to try to regulate and manage your stress response, but it does not mean not having a stress response or not reacting. Let me share with you a story. When COVID hit back in March, 2020, my husband and I were in Barcelona and we were trying to get back home as they were closing down the city two days later. You may remember the COVID hit pretty hard in Europe, in Spain particularly, and in Barcelona. So we were there and I was feeling pretty stressed out and overwhelmed. One of my sons was in Tahiti on his mission and he had only been having a couple months of feeling okay because he had struggled with some homesickness at the beginning before this new stress of COVID hit. There were no flights leaving the island and he was having a hard time with it. Now, my other son was in a remote part of Botswana with his dad. And I was desperately trying to get in touch with them because I didn't even think they knew that the world was shutting down. Another child was in Hawaii and she was trying to get home. We had one in Idaho. He would end up staying there. And then one back home in Toronto, wondering when we would all get back. He was with his mom. So he was okay, of course. But was I stressed out like I never had been before? Yes. Oh my gosh. I was so stressed out. I kid you not when I say that I lay on the bed and did deep breathing and tried to relax my body, repeating affirmations, saying prayers, calming and inspiring mantras pretty much the entire time. How could I not be when my entire family was spread out and the world seemed like it was coming to an end? My nervous system was freaking out. Now I did what I could to regulate, but my response was pretty appropriate. I had to give myself lots of love and compassion for reacting the way I was reacting. So we're not trying to regulate so we don't feel. We are regulating so we can slow down and feel, so that we can slow down and be able to handle the challenges that we have, so that we can be grounded in safety. We can access our thinking skills and make choices about how we want to act and respond. I was regulating as I was trying to figure out how to get all my kids home safely and how to get us home safely too. Well, believe it or not, we actually had to fly from Barcelona to Mexico City for a 14-hour stopover and then fly back to Toronto. It was pretty tricky to get us back to Toronto. And I'll just share with you another funny story about my son who is in Botswana with his dad. Well, I got in touch with his dad's girlfriend who I actually had never even met. But I noticed she had been copied on an email he had sent to me with their travel arrangements. So when everything was going down, I just reached out to this unknown email address and I just said, hey, I see you're on the email. Who are you? And she responded, hey, I'm his girlfriend. So nice to meet you. Now, she happened to have another number to try to reach my ex. It was a travel agent in Botswana that he had used, but she told me she had left messages but hadn't heard anything back. 
Now, we knew that we needed to reach them because we knew everything was shutting down. Like South Africa was closing soon and we knew that they would likely have to fly through Johannesburg. So she gave me the number of this travel agent to call. And so I did. And I left a message saying, hi, I'm trying to get in touch with my ex. I am the mother of the boy who is traveling with him. And I'm desperate to get him home. Believe it or not, the travel agent called me back within five minutes. And she said, I'm a mom too. I hear you. I'm on it. So I wanted to share that story because just a shout out to all moms. I love that the mom card did the trick. I love how moms stick together and we need to. Now, needless to say, we eventually got everybody home. It took some time. We had to do a lot of quarantining every time somebody else came into the house. So I was trying to regulate for a couple of weeks. Let's get back on track. We don't need or don't want to regulate because there's something inherently wrong with us. There is nothing to fix in us. We are normal. We just have a nervous system. Even with all our adaptations, the things we do now, the way we respond to things, even if they're not that beneficial to us right now, we're still not broken. We just have adapted. We have adaptive behaviors because these are things we did when we were younger as ways of coping for our survival. We all had needs that were not met. We all had imperfect caregivers. Some of us had a lot more adversity than others, but we all encountered things that we could not handle, that we could not process, that we could not digest. And we brilliantly learned how to adapt for us to get our needs met. But we also suppressed or repressed so many emotions, so many of these experiences. And these adaptations may be things like people-pleasing or being perfectionist or maybe patterns like being super critical or controlling or hiding or shutting down. And we did these things to survive. Or maybe we learned to rely on certain substances or food or other things that can become quite addictive. Well, we carry these adaptations into our current lives. We don't even realize that they're adaptations. We don't even realize that we're trying to do these things to get to a place of feeling safe and at home. We just think that we do these things because this is just the way we are. Well, learning about your nervous system, what team you're on, what your landscape looks like, it's good to know. We want to build up awareness. We're not building up awareness because we need it for our worth. We are inherently worthy. We don't have to change a thing for our worth. We want to befriend or learn about our nervous system and make changes because it improves our quality of life. It makes our relationships stronger. It helps us grow. It helps us be stronger mentally and physically, but not because we have to prove anything. We're also not trying to create ourselves. I love the quote that Michelangelo said, I created a vision of David in my mind and simply carved away everything that was not David. We are all doing this. We are just uncovering who we naturally are as we learn about our nervous system, as we learn about who we are when we feel safe. We are uncovering David. 
I heard this other really cool story. And when I heard it, I did some searching around about whether it was fact or fiction. I found mixed versions about it on the internet and accrediting it to different people, different cultures, different tribes, different creators. There's lots of debate about it. So I'm just going to chalk it up to it's a good tale that I think has great meaning and gives us lots to ponder. I hope that it's true somewhere because I think it's beautiful. But it goes like this. When a woman decides to have a child, she goes off and sits under a tree alone, and she listens until she can hear the song of the child who wants to come. And after she's heard the song of this child, she comes back to the man who will be the child's father and teaches him the song. When they make love to physically conceive the child, they sing the song of the child as a way of inviting the child. When she becomes pregnant, the mother teaches that child's song to the midwives and the old women of the village, so that when the child is born, the old women and the people gather around him or her and sing the child's song to welcome the child. As the child grows up, the other villagers are taught the child's song. If the child fails or gets hurt, someone picks him or her up and sings to him or her their song. Or maybe when the child does something wonderful or goes through the rites of puberty, then as a way of honoring this child, the people of the village will sing their song. If a child one day gets into trouble or goes against something that is against the social norms, the villagers call them into the center of the village and the community forms a circle around them and they sing them their birth song. The people view correction not as punishment, but as love and remembrance of identity. For when you recognize your own song, you have no desire or need to do anything that would hurt yourself or another. Then in marriage, the songs are sung together. And finally, when the person is lying in their bed ready to die, all the villagers that know their song come and sing it for the last time they sing that person's song. I love the idea of having a song, a song that reminds you of your identity, of your worth. And when things go awry, rather than punishment or shame or blame, the idea is to just remind you of your worth, to remind you that you are important, that your worth is in being and not doing. You are never broken. Your inherent worth is always present. So it may be helpful for you to create a mantra for yourself. For when you go through tough human times, when you are dysregulated, when you are trying to get back to regulation, when you are carrying some heavy emotions and trying to process them, you need to remind yourself, you're not broken. You are enough. You will always be enough. One of Tina Fey's most famous quotes is, I am constantly amazed by Tina Fey and I am Tina Fey. I love, love, love that quote. And I want to offer that it's available to all of us. I don't have to know you to know that it is a true quote for each and every one of you. You can be constantly amazed at yourself. I'm working on constantly being amazed at myself. I'm constantly amazed by Leah Davidson, and I am Leah Davidson. You are not broken. Your worth is in being and not doing, but you're also human and will have human experiences and human emotions. We can regulate so that we can be curious and compassionate to allow and explore all these emotions in a healthy way. 
We won't be able to escape the human experience ever, but with some love and compassion and faith and support, we can get through. So as a short one today, I wanted you to know how amazing you are, how grateful I am for you to be here listening and being part of my world. And if you celebrate Christmas, then from my family to your family, I wish you a beautiful Christmas season, celebrating whatever you celebrate in your life. Peace, joy, and blessings to all. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting. 